0: So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody. you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce christy has been there and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner her guests will bring you important insights and information helping you make better decisions through this process inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family and give you hope the divorce coaching hour with christy stratton starts now and here's your host christy stratton Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Stratton, and I am so glad you are here with us today. Whether you are considering divorce in the midst of it or coming out of it, this is the show you'll want to listen to. You know, divorce seems to affect everyone in some way. It can be an overwhelming life event, not only for the person going through it, but also for friends and family of those divorcing. We're here to walk the path with you, bringing you specialists who can help you make better decisions, provide you resources, and give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that, frankly, can bring out your worst. And my friends, you are in for an interesting show today. If you are in your 20s or 30s, or maybe have a child or a friend in that age range, you won't want to miss this show because we are talking divorce and millennials. It's not what you think. <laughs> we'll also be talking conflict resolution with our friend Kyle Sears. So stay tuned for that. And I think you'll see how that all fits in. So you've probably heard me say when we talk divorce, we I think we also have to talk marriage. And today we are talking to a young lady who wants to be married. And listen to this. And I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. She also wants to look at divorce at the same time she looks at marriage. She wants to look at marriage with eyes wide open. And I don't know about you, but divorce did not cross my mind when I got married. Maybe because I thought it never happened to me or maybe because I wasn't willing to think through marriage that way. Nonetheless, I didn't look at marriage with eyes wide open. And I don't know many who truly do that. And I think we need to. It's a smart thing to think through marriage the way our first guest is today, and and it might even reduce some divorces. You know, I have to say another thing here about millennials. You know, I'm not one that likes to put a label on groups, yet I understand demographics do. I am one who does my best not to judge groups of people. And honestly, I think millennials get judged harshly. That, of course, is an entirely different topic. <laughs> but what I do want to say before I introduce our first guest is this. Studies show that marriage that the marriage rate is down among this age group. And I want to know more about that. We are going to get some firsthand understanding from this young lady in her 20s. Bree Pierce is with us. Bree is a media strategist here at the station, and when we spoke about the show, she was totally interested in it, and I wanted to learn more and she wanted to learn more, but I wanted to learn more about what she was interested in if you you know got that at all right <laughs> her perspective so uh i am so excited that Bree is here Bree pierce thank you for joining us welcome oh, thank you for having me so much i am so excited for this i know i know <laughs> it's gonna be fun we're gonna have a fun conversation and i really yes. think our audience can learn some things you know our audience uh, divorce can happen to anyone i mean uh, you know as long as they're marrying age yes. right and whether you're in your 20s, whether you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, all of that. But, exactly, you know, that's some of us might not think, well, younger people are getting divorced because they're in kind of that age range of getting married. But let's dive right in. I So I understand that you want to be married. Yes, yes. Yes. But you also want to look at divorce at the same time uh, yes. you consider marriage. And there's, you know, there's all these articles out there mm-hmm. that are talking about um, matter of fact, I, I even had to bring them. I, I love props, oh, good. and the listening audience obviously can't see them. But when we post the show on YouTube, they will. But you know, here's an article: seven ways millennials are changing marriage—from signing prenups to staying together that that last past generations. Mm. And even I was reading in Psychology Today about how marriage is is changing. And you know, we could go, and I could cite all this information. You know, that people are are finding out there, but you know, bottom line is the numbers show that marriage is down in millennials and they're actually waiting uh, in that in, in that age group. They're waiting to get married. And I thought, let's find out firsthand yes. from a young lady who is wanting to get married mm-hmm. and in this age group and also wants to look at divorce. T- tell us all about that. Why? Okay, so I've
2: always imagined myself in a mermaid wedding dress with the corset in the back and the veil. But I've also been through breakups where we've dated for over three years and we had to go through a lot of things that we had to go through and we was not married, but it felt like a divorce. Mm -hmm. So I've always had the aspects like, of course, I want to get married. I want to go through this. I want to cry. I want to have this feeling. But you also have Who does? I I really just wanted that. I want to be married one day, but I also want to be aware that sometimes all marriages doesn't work out. Right. So I need to have that on the back of my head and I won't be so surprised and I won't Be so devastated when it doesn't end. So I also want to know. I'm always curious about things, looking up things. I have friends that's my age and they're married, and I get so curious. On, I feel like. Um, being married in your twenties is kind of risky, <laughs> but if you're all for it and you're all in love, I say go after it. But for me, I think I wanna. I'm a wide-eyed person. I want to see mm-hmm. the big picture and everything. So yeah. I want to see the big picture of being married. Oh, I get to say I'm married. I get to say I had the love of my life. But also, you gotta understand that sometimes you do have to do a divorce and you do have to go through that devastation and things like that. Right, so right. So I want to know the background, everything between marriage and divorce. I
1: want to. And and one of the things it's. Interesting Interesting. And I, I mentioned eyes wide open as I was talking about how we came to this conversation. Yes. One of the things as a divorce coach, I help people when they're thinking about divorcing, they're considering divorcing, looking at divorce eyes wide open mm-hmm. and so that they can really see, okay, this is what it really entails. Because a lot of people, myself included, when I got divorced, kind of thought, uh, well, it's just divorce. And you don't realize the things that are behind the next thing, you know, all the so-called leaves that you turn over and really where it can go the path that it can lead you. But it's interesting. You're wanting to look at marriage with eyes wide open, which includes divorce. And what I heard and what you were sharing with us is that you're still like any other woman more, more than likely who wants that fairy tale, darn that fairy tale, right? (laughs) Who has the, by the way, I had the mermaid kind of dress type of thing. Yeah. I had the dress. I didn't get married until I was 30. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but I didn't necessarily look as you say. you're curious yes. and I love that and you also used the word aware mm-hmm. why do you think um, you know I, th- I think I heard this is obviously your personal story but um, do you have other friends who are looking at marriage and divorce in the same way
2: um, me and my friends, we we mostly talk about being married, being bridesmaids, and things like that. We've never distinguished of uh, being divorced. I think it was more so of me. I'm a curious person, so I've okay. always thought. Hey, sometimes things doesn't work out. Some things have expiration dates, so you have to look forward to that. But as girlfriends we talk about fairy tale weddings and <laughs> don't we all you better make me? Your it brother. doesn't change <laughs> yes. as you get a
1: few more years on yes. your friend. So okay, so I'm curious about this then. With all these studies talking about the divorce rate coming down, but millennials and again, like I said, I hate grouping them, but for the mm-hmm. lack of better words, folks in their twenties and thirties, uh, right now, um, And they're waiting to get married or they're actually, you know, going ahead and buying houses and Mm -hmm. having children, which is another subject and not not one that will go down today. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're uh, waiting to get married. Why do you think that that's happening? Do you have any ideas
2: for me? I'm waiting because I want to make sure that I fully feel like he's the love of my life. He's supposed to be my person. And I wouldn't mind getting married at 38, 40. I wouldn't care as long as I know for sure, 100% that he's my guy. But for, uh, i say for my friends and stuff right now, I think it's, Cool to say, oh, me and my guy just bought a new house together, even though we're not married. Or look at my new daughter. Um, I don't even know who the father of the kid is, but you got a brand new daughter. So I think it's more so in our generation that it's normalized to have a house with your guy or just to post about it or have a mysterious kid pop up and nobody know who's the father is. I mean, I'm not one of those people who get in people's business because I really don't care about other people's business but my own. But as I look at my generation... I think it's cool. I think it's hip to be like, oh, I'm a step higher than someone else because I have a house with my guy. Even though some of the things doesn't work out, I've, either, I've been in a situation where me and my ex stayed together and it did not end well. And now both of us have something on our record that we do not want to talk about eviction. Right. right but right, right. it's just like, it's something that I'm just like, oh my goodness, um, I feel like I'm going through a divorce. Yeah. I still have to communicate with him so we can so pay So therein lies
1: on. the problem with kind of cohabitating and so forth, part two but you've said something about that i they think it's cool people are thinking it's cool and post it yes so I'm wondering does and i I know we've talked a little bit so I don't want to lead you there but I'm really wondering uh and there's been studies that show this but the social social media have an effect on relationships today in your age range? Oh,
2: for sure. My brother, he's 36 years old, and he's like, I am so happy I'm not in your age group because it's going to be so harder for you to find a mate because everyone posts about who has the hottest chick, who has the most Instagram followers, all these things, instead of actually finding someone that you're compatible with. I feel like social media is honestly ruining relationships mm-hmm. and it's taking over relationships as a whole.
1: Wow, because we're kind of living our lives out there, and it's not yes. just your age group. There there are a lot of people, and you know, I, I heard it said it's called the Wild Wild West before, but mm-hmm. I think we don't understand necessarily what it's really done even to our children when that's kind of... They don't know how to communicate and socialize anymore Mm -hmm. when... That's kind of their um, babysitter in a way, right? Mm-hmm. So we've talked about a lot of things and and obviously it's again your story and what you've experienced yes. of looking at marriage eyes wide open i, I, I like I said I, I think it's brilliant to be able to look at that and and what's going to be uh, really cool is that our next segment that coming up, we're going to talk to Kyle Sears, and he uh, works in conflict conciliation. And so one of the things that, I mean, it it sounds like you're wrestling with a conflict between marriage and divorce. Should I or shouldn't I? How should I do it? That sort of thing. But then we're also going to be talking about when that marriage happens and maybe that divorce comes, how we can look at that, but also how maybe we can deal with conflict. So we're going to see where the story goes today, right? so So you guys stay tuned. We're coming up to our first break. We're going to hear from some of our corporate sponsors, and thank you to them. They make this show possible. And we are then going to come back, and we're going to talk to Kyle Sears. So you guys stay tuned, and we'll be right back.
0: When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home... Consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Mary Scally is an accredited staging profession master, trained personally by Barb Schwartz, the creator of home staging. So when you enlist the services of Simple Elegance, your home will get a new look from furniture arrangements, accessories, and window treatments. Staging a home for sale with Simple Elegance puts you in a position to sell your home at the best possible price in the least amount of time. So call Simple Elegance at 877-458-8254, 877-458-8254, or look at some of their work at simpleelegancetx.com. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegance.com. Meet the classiest guys in real estate. It's Chris Kelso, the maestro of mortgage, and Rob Cook, the godfather of real estate. And together, they are the Real Estate Rat Pack. If you're buying or selling real estate in the greater Houston area, the Rat Pack is the preeminent source for everything you need to know. Listen to the Real Estate Rat Pack, Saturdays at 9
3: a.m., right here on KKHT.
1: And we are back to a little rocking out in this studio. I've even got producer Mike over there doing a little rocking. <laughs> it's uh, it's fun in here in the studio. We have a good time. Next, we are joined by Kyle Sears. He is a certified Christian conciliator and a practicing attorney living in the Houston area. And he has over three decades of experience, my friends. You are probably wondering what a Christian conciliator is first and and we 're going to find that out, and also what that has to do with divorce and millennials, so as a Christian conciliator, Kyle draws on his uh, you know extensive legal background and um, an experience in the legal world, and what he does is he identifies questions, conversations, and solutions that bring participants together ra- rather than dividing them in disagreements of virtually any type, not just divorce. Kyle, I am so glad you're here with us. Today, as we talk about divorce and millennials and marriage and, and the conflict some may find in deciding on marriage and divorce, as well as the conflict that often is a part of the divorce process, I also have to share that I am so delighted that I could draw from my church family, uh, West End Church, by having you here. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And Christian conciliation, a little hard to say, I'm, I'm getting it out. Do tell. What is that, Kyle?
3: Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's a, it's a passionate topic. Uh, I think it's a, a topic that's going to fit well with your your earlier segment. So generally, just in a, in a simple statement, Christian conciliation is a process that provides an opportunity for people in conflict, husbands and wives, businessmen, it doesn't really matter, but it provides an opportunity for people to resolve conflict in a safe and secure environment based upon Scripture. It's a process that's based on the agreement of the parties, so they remain in control. It's a process that uh, that I serve as a neutral third party, as the Christian conciliator, to facilitate uh, what are often difficult discussions, discussions that people have been unwilling to have or unable to have, or they've tried to have them and they've turned out um, uh, poorly. So I work with the parties in conflict uh, and... and uh, The process is based upon an agenda. So the parties know where we're going and they know how we're going to get there and nobody's blindsided, nobody's ambushed. It's also based on the rules of procedure for Christian conciliation that have been promulgated by the Institute for Christian Conciliation. So the parties agree that they'll participate in the process uh, pursuant to the rules. And as the neutral third party, I'm the guy that gets to enforce the rules. And so it allows the parties to have a lot of security about the process. And, and hopefully it provides them an opportunity uh, to discuss various issues in conflict. And the parties agree in advance uh, the issues that we're going to discuss. Uh, we will usually agree uh, the order in which they're going to be discussed. And so it helps us stay focused on on one issue at a time. Now, we may reach an impasse on an issue and agree to set that one aside before we pick the other one up. But I think that really helps people uh, not mix issues in conflict. Some issues are more important to one person, and some issues are more important to the other person. And generally, we like to run to the issue that's most important to us. And so, the nice thing about this process is it, it lists the issues out, and we deal with them one at a time, so so they don't get mixed up.
1: So I'm hearing just so much in this, and and uh, I'm I'm really hearing the, there's a, oddly enough agreement and conflict <laughs> in this in this process, but. Um you know we're we're here talking about divorce coaching and and some people might be thinking, "Okay, so how does a Christian conciliator work within that right um, Because a lot of people think that's all divorce is is conflict uh as a divorce coach we're you know walking the path with people to be their thinking partner and get out of that conflict you know we've talked about in a couple of other shows is oftentimes people are wanting to win. In a divorce, and that's what it's that's what it's not about. So, in your process, what I'm hearing is you're coming to the table with a conflict. There is a third party person, neutral third party, which is somewhat in the you know, as you might know, uh, the collaborative law process. This is done through biblical principles. Uh, so, you know, very interesting that there's there's alternatives out there for that. When you go through any sort of conflict, there are people that can. Can talk you through that, walk you through that. There's a process. We can stay focused. And and because, okay, let's just face it. Conflict ain't
3: so easy. Right, Kyle? <laughs> if it was easy, uh, we probably wouldn't be in it in the first place, right. or we'd all be able to solve our own conflict without, without outside help. Yeah. And you know,
1: uh, what is conflict anyway? Like, let's just break conflict
3: down. Well, generally, I think of conflict as anything that negatively impacts a relationship. Okay. Uh, so if if I'm in a situation and I'm thinking negatively or I have negative emotions about a person, mm-hmm. that's a clue to me that there is something between us that's not right. Yeah, this there's relationship something off, is, right? is broken or, or dented or bent. Likewise, if I find myself talking negatively about another person or responding or reacting negative mm-hmm. to another person, that is again a red flag that there is something not right in our relationship and broadly defined that's what conflict is conflict is two people in in opposition over some issue
1: and sometimes that issue could be ourselves right like look in the mirror we might have the issue yeah (laughs) it it,
3: generally my experience has been uh conflict can't be blamed on on just one party
1: right right Uh, even
3: if my role in this conflict is how i responded what it was that caused the conflict right right and so i i have not yet seen a situation where all of the fault or all of the blame was on was on one party and so the idea of conflict uh it 's natural it 's normal i mean we 're selfish self serving self seeking people and yeah. when we 're in relationship with each other that 's naturally and normally going to bubble up so then the the question is how do we how do we deal with that conflict and we 're not taught
1: we 're not really taught how to deal with conflict, and it just continues to kind of rise now. One of the things we were talking about in the first segment with Brie is kind of this conflict between, even though it's brilliant to look at marriage and divorce, but it sounds like there's some conflict, like do I or do I not, right? And even though we're talking about those people already in divorce, what we're talking about are young folks today. They're actually waiting to get married, um, making some different choices because, I, I mean, bottom line, it sounds like they're afraid of the conflict of divorce, right? And and we were talking in the first segment as well is about this fairy tale versus reality. And, and so that sounds like there's conflict right there. So what would you say, you know, thinking about young people listening, thinking about young people or or anyone for that matter, but the young people are maybe considering marriage and they want to look ahead to marriage and protect themselves from divorce. And then we can cover the divorce aspect in a little bit. What would you do with someone who maybe came to you? Not that necessarily anybody would go, oh, I'm going to go to a Christian conciliation because I have conflict within myself. But let's just play with that. What would you, how would you walk somebody down that path to help them make the decision, maybe between marriage and divorce.
3: You know, I would encourage them to to ask themselves uh, some questions. You know, get out your get out your legal pad or, or uh, like Bree has your, right your, here. the listeners
1: uh, can't see but
3: for that generation, they're probably doing it on their notes on their their iPhone, right? Or their yes, iPad, all their technology. I, I think being being open and honest and realistic with yourself about why do I want to get married. Uh, what are my expectations in a marriage? Uh, what are my expectations of my uh, soon-to-be spouse, or maybe the relationship hasn't even developed to, to that point? Uh, are my are my expectations reasonable? Are they realistic? Uh, you know, what do I know about this other person? What does this other person know about me? Uh, and to to be open and and objective and honest, because. When you're in that, that dating area and as you're moving closer and closer, perhaps to having that discussion about marriage and then um, moving into that, we're we're committed to marry each other. And ultimately moving uh, into the idea of being married, you've got two people coming with different backgrounds, uh, yep. different families, different vocations, education, two and humans. experience. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I think you have to be careful that the relationship doesn't dominate the person.
0: In other okay. words,
3: it's it's two people in a relationship, but the people are more important than the relationship. And so, the first word I would word of advice I would give is uh, to consider the other person more important than yourself. know And, yeah. I, and I, you know, can, can I can I can I really do that?
1: And that you know that's hard for people. And a matter of fact, I was even having a conversation with someone yesterday, and I, I and I think now being divorced for twelve years, I, at least I believe I think this. Because I am studying this all the time, I'm asking myself these honest and open questions, and I've—I I think I've learned maybe how to be in a relationship um, through my relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, now I haven't put it necessarily to the test, right? But um, you know, um, we're talking about thinking of that other person considering them more important than yourself, which is hard for people to hear sometimes because we are this selfish person. So uh, in that, but it's, it's, I, I think if people could get that, it's, it's not like devaluing yourself, you're valuing the other person again, kind of the, the, you know, in a way the golden rule principle, how can I help this person get what they want? Because that ultimately to me, that's the definition of a a component of love, right? It's not the me. I say this often. And one of my hashtags is more we, less me. And Mm -hmm. it's not the me, 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 I, I, I game. Right. But you know, I want to go back real quick, Kyle. You said something, uh, open, honest, and expectations and those three words, but expectations isn't conflict really. Ultimately when we have these expectations and they're unmet, but we may not have even clarified the expectations and given them to other people, but we're expecting them to fulfill them. <laughs> I,
3: I think if we dig down behind uh, all of the conflict that we're in now or that we've experienced in the past, if again, if we're open and honest with ourselves... It's that somebody blocked me from getting what I wanted. I, want, yeah. I, I had a desire, and and I didn't get it. And then when that desire was not met, I, I escalated. You know, right. I punished you, whether it was a silent treatment or, or, or I, I did something. So I think deep down, conflict is, uh, you know, not when when I don't get what I want. Mm-hmm. There's conflict, or the corollary to that might be when I get what I want, but it's at your expense. Right. Or detrimental oh, to you, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you didn't agree to bear that expense, or you didn't agree to suffer that detriment, we are now into into big-time conflict. Mm-hmm. And that's why this idea, if we can constantly consider the other person more important than ourselves, then it gives us a, a much better place to deal with that conflict when it pops up.
1: Absolutely, and, you know, I think that's going to be great for us to come back and talk about in our third segment uh, this conflict, as we we bring Bree in and Kyle in, and we talk about this with with Bree wanting to look at marriage and divorce at the same time. Kyle um, having been married, and I know your wife, Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Shout out to Deborah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and um, you know, being able to have a successful marriage and 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 working with people through this. Uh, but come back and let's talk about this idea of divorce and conflict, and a lot of it is these unmet expectations. And that might give you some more information, Brie, as well, uh, to help you in your decisions going forward. So, you guys, stay tuned. We're going to have a really interesting conversation continuing, coming on up. Stay tuned. Come back. Here's today's two-minute tip, courtesy of me and the Divorce Coaching Hour. Today's tip is about how a divorce coach can help you or someone you know considering in the midst of or coming out of a divorce. First, what is a divorce coach? According to the American Bar Association, divorce coaching is a flexible, goal-oriented process designed to support, motivate, and guide people going through divorce to help them make the best possible decisions for their future based on their particular interest, needs, and concerns. So how can a divorce coach help? We walk down the path with clients, helping them to make an overwhelming experience less so. Divorce coaches also help clients with their communication, which in moving forward helps them have new habits, which can reduce reactive responses and keep things civil. So very important. We also help clients rehearse and prepare for challenging conversations. We are a thinking partner to help clients remember who they are when they are at their best and also help them remember that best during times which could be emotionally trying. Divorce coaches also help clients develop clarity, confidence, and courage for what can be a rocky road ahead. We also help clients look at divorce with eyes wide open so that they won't be blindsided by the unexpected. Clients may even decide they want to stay in the marriage when they really look at the challenges of divorce. And if it comes to divorce, we can help clients prepare for all that needs to be organized. Listen each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. Please share this episode with those who will benefit. You can find us at com or call us at 281-944-8043 and make sure to follow us on Facebook at The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. And we are back with a little Lincoln Park, believe it or not. <laughs> Good stuff here, and we are back with Kyle Sears and Bree Pierce. She was saying earlier that rhymes. Bree Pierce and Kyle Sears. So <laughs> that's fun. We have fun, <laughs> right? Like I said before, we we have to bring a little lev- levity to the the topic of divorce. And today, we are talking about it in a little bit of a different um, position, so to speak. We are talking about a conflict. Uh, we are talking about marriage. We are talking about divorce. We are talking about millennials and marriage and divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, but no matter your age, we have conflict. And we and Kyle Sears, if you didn't hear it earlier, he's a, a conflict um, a conciliator and he helps people from a noodle, par- neutral party, not a noodle party, but a neutral party. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, maybe I'm hungry. I don't know. Uh, uh, look uh, at this thing called conflict. And as we were talking before, what really came up was, you know, one from both Bree and Kyle, being aware, being curious about these things, uh, but also being open and honest. But I think most importantly is these expectations. And when we have these unmet expectations what happens in relationship right kyle what happens conflict conflict there we go (laughs) i think i led you to the word (laughs) so what happens when we have those unmet expectations that lead us to conflict what's happening in that relationship
3: well typically uh the person that has the unmet expectations is is wavered from the the topic that we talked about earlier, considering the other person more important than, than themselves. Right, and right, so when, when they have unrealistic unre- expectations or unmet expectations, they then move themselves into the I'm the most important person in the relationship. And then when the other person. And that's person, never going to work. and the, Well, and then when the other uh, person in the relationship doesn't respond accordingly, uh, that person now is joined the conflict. And if they don't take action to resolve it at that point, I think we can pretty well guarantee it will escalate. Right. And sooner or later, it will multiply. There will be more more unmet expectations, yeah. more unmet desires. Conflict uh,
1: begets conflict if we don't have the tools, which, of course, that's what you help people do. And that's one of the things we want to be talking about in the consideration of marriage and uh-huh. divorce one, how can you you bring that into any relationship, especially if you're you're, you're considering marriage, but also for those who are considering divorce, uh, amidst in the midst of divorce or coming out of it, how can we understand this conflict and these expectations, setting the appropriate expectations so that we can we can walk out. We can as you, we were talking about co-parenting. Um, better we can resolve issues. So let's, let's go, because this is the divorce coaching hour with Christy Stratton. Let's go to divorce. We'll circle back with Bree and talk about as well, um, uh, about marriage and what she's getting from that. But, um, so let's go back to, uh, you know where I want to go, Kyle, I want to go to, do you have a story that maybe of somebody that you've walked through um, reconciliation when they've had these unmet expectations. And once they got them, it was like, oh, okay, do you have any stories like that? I know I'm putting you on the spot.
3: <laughs> you know, certainly I have run into that uh, in in the, the situations where I've been working with couples that are in conflict as well as people that are in businesses or neighbors uh, that have other types of conflict. And the Christian conciliation process uh, provides an opportunity for people to talk about the why. Mm. The why I thought what I did, or why I felt the way I did, or why I said what I did. Because a lot of times when you're, when you're in this cycle of unmet expectations, you, you begin to assume the other person's intent, you begin to attribute to them motive that maybe they never never had,
1: and assume uh, we know what that happened. What happens there? We won't say it on this show because <laughs> we're at a Christian <laughs> station. But
3: right, and so it, it gives people an opportunity to, to sit at a table across from each other, and and to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and it 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 can go back and forth it provides an opportunity for people to ask clarifying questions uh-huh. when when you said that that's how it landed over here on 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 my side what was i wrong to to think that way or can you help me understand why you said what you said
1: now you're guiding them through that though
3: correct? yes okay yes and so i'm trying to help keep them focused and again focus on one one issue and uh, in conflict at, at a time, but I'm I'm always constantly trying to remind them that the person on the other side should be viewed as more important. Otherwise, I'm going to revert back to my selfish, selfish self-seeking to the point you made. I, I need to win, right? I need to win. I need mm-hmm. to be right. And my lovely wife, Deborah, always says and And ask this question, you know, do you want to be married or do you want to be right?
1: Oh, that's such do, a good one. Do you want that's to be so do you good. want to win
3: or do you want to be married? Right.
1: well, and then of course, we have to throw in happy wife, happy life, right there you no, go just a little and, bit more love and, and
3: that's that's not to minimize. Uh, conflict. No, Be- no, because not at all. The, the the next piece of it is after you you're, you're trying to stay focused on considering the the other person more important, mm-hmm. then you also need to acknowledge the other person's interests, right? And so when we when you brought up this idea earlier about uh, unmet expectations or unrealistic expectations, I mean part of that conversation before you get married, and I can assure you, it's a conversation that goes on every day, every week that you are married is talking with people about what are your interests. Mm-hmm. And if you're dating somebody or in a relationship with somebody and you don't have any common interests,
1: yeah. it, it, it's, it's going to be a relationship a, yeah. that
3: will be riddled and I think ultimately destroyed by conflict. So you, you, we ought to consider the other person's interests, And of course, in a marriage, we're we're looking for a lot of common interests. That doesn't mean that couples in marriage don't have right. their own friends and their own things that they do, but in a marriage we should be per- pursuing common interests. Well,
1: like you said earlier it's kind of a balance and I want to turn to Bree here and and get kind of how this is landing because obviously you you want to be married, we established mm-hmm. that. Yes. Uh, you don't want to go through another breakup, right? And so no. you really want to, you want to look at marriage eyes wide open. So we've talked a lot about expectations and so what I'm I'm curious what's landing with you?
2: Well, a lot of things that Kyle said was why expectation is it reasonable? Is it realistic? Because sometimes I find myself in a fairy tale life, wanting things to go my way, like the sense of happy wife, happy life. I like the new saying, happy spouse, happy house, because oh, I feel like oh, I
1: haven't heard that one. Yes. I like that better.
2: <laughs> I feel like it should be equally happy. You guys should equally, like you said, have the same interest. You guys out of the should- mouth of babes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're not that much younger than me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it's a situation where he opened up my eyes of saying... Is it realistic? Is it reasonable? Like it's not so um it's not what you want, Bree, it's what both of you guys want. What's the best for the both of you guys? Mm. And I looked at it as like I do need to stop being such a selfish person. I've I've been so single for so long. I don't know what it's like to have another person in my life, so it's different for me, mm. but I'm trying to have a vision and what Kyle is telling me, I need to open up and you know use common sense of is it realistic is it reasonable right it's not just for you it's for both of you guys
1: and i, I love that kyle i just my, my heart's like opening here <laughs> i just love hearing that because she's really hearing some things that not only and in, 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 you know one thing i'm finding through d- doing divorce coaching and even having this show is that so many of these things even though we're talking about divorce specifically mm-hmm. these are life skills right? And these are things that you're learning because of your interest in looking at marriage and divorce, but at the same time I mean, look at what you can apply going forward in your your, your role here at the mm-hmm. station, or in friendships, or with family, or anything like that, right? So, Kyle, what you're talking about doesn't just necessarily you know, mean you know, in divorce, obviously we talked about that before, so you work with other people as well, correct? Uh, in businesses, and
3: Right, I think these I think these principles apply to all people at all times and in all places and all relationships, whether they're personal, whether they're business. Some relationships have a mix of personal and business. Mm-hmm. Whether it's husbands and wives, or parents and children, or or children and older parents. Now, as mm-hmm. as we're seeing, uh, the uh, the the generations uh, aging. Right, right, right. And and so th- this idea of starting with the other person is more important. And where are common interests?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And and we need to de- develop and pursue common interests, and and that's that's a, a healthy and wholesome marriage. Uh, maybe it's down the road children. It's uh, having a a happy spouse and a and a, and a happy, happy house.
1: house. <laughs> I like and, it. And then, and then so,
3: but but then the issues pop up, right? And the issues we can mm-hmm. usually sort of identify with the question. Are we going to buy a house or are we going to rent a house? Are we Mm going to buy a new new car or are we going to buy a used car? Are we going to have five kids or are we going to have one kid or no kids?
1: What I'm hearing there is, you know, what do you want, spouse, other spouse, Mm -hmm. and then that other spouse asking us? But before we go a little bit even deeper there... uh, we are coming up to our next break, and I know people are going to want to know how to reach you, Kyle. How If somebody wanted to contact you to talk about this conflict conciliation, where, how would they reach you?
3: Uh, my website is www.hishispeacemaker.com.
1: So, uh, his, H-I-S, peacemaker.com. So, that's the best way to reach Kyle and as our local media strategist here at KKHT, <laughs> the Salem Media, yes. how would they, it was some person not, you know, thinking the same thing you would? How would they reach you, Brie? Uh, I'm more so on social media, uh, Instagram,
2: B-R-E-A-N-G-E-L-E-C. Facebook is Bree Pierce, B-R-E-E-P-E-A-R-C-E. Or email, B-R-E-E
1: at SalemMediaHouston.com. Wow. They could have, and, and right here, I mean, this is the telling of the age, which what first comes out of her mouth is social media. That's how they find them. So we're going to come back after this next break, we are going to come back and we're going to talk final thoughts, wrap up this conversation about uh, marriage and divorce and conflict and conflict resolution. So stay tuned for those final thoughts and we will be right back.
0: And there is no
2: one to feel you're hurting. Well, everybody has been there. And everybody's felt lost. If you're in over your
0: head, lift it up.
1: The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those in the helping professions, real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome, and those going through the process need to know about them. Another goal of this show is to provide resources to listeners, including informing them about the professionals who can help them. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and services, please contact us. We have corporate sponsor opportunities available. Call 281-944-8043 for more information. That's 281-944-8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call today, 281-944-8043. Mm-hmm. Heart of gold. Yep, that's perfect for this conversation because we were talking about helping, thinking about others in relationship. And on the break, you know, we were talking about this, and it really, really, really touched my heart. You know, Kyle shared we're created for relationships, and I think when we don't going back to those expectations, when we don't get what we want in the relationship, we find ourselves in conflict. Now that is the basic of the basic, but. I think it's that you know what's what's hitting me even when you said those words, uh, Kyle. That created for the relationship, and if you don't have that that longing, so you know you I, I almost I feel the conflict in myself. But then you throw in another person, and that other person doesn't get what they want. I mean, mm-hmm. then we have woo. So talk to us more about that. And we're created for relationship, Kyle, and and where conflict comes in.
3: Well. I mean, you know, we we could start out in in, in Genesis uh, with with the the creation story. I mean, Adam and Eve were created to be in relationship with their heavenly father, and they were created uh, to be in relationship with each other. Yet they brought in
1: a lot of conflict. And then they decided
3: (laughs) they were going to do what they wanted to do as opposed Mm. to what God told them to do, and conflict was on. And then you move into chapter 3, and now Adam and Eve are in serious conflict with each other. Chapter 4, Cain kills Abel chapter five it goes off the rails and in chapter six we have a flood because the right the loose translation was all the people on the earth were constantly in conflict
1: so here we are in 2019 <laughs> and constantly in conflict you know marriage even though d- the divorce rate is actually declining but it's declining I, i'm gonna lightly use this word but at the expense of kind of doing marriage differently. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I struggle with that because of my faith and my belief, but nonetheless, um, you know, that's where we are. And that's why I wanted to have Brie on the show today, because we could hear from her firsthand again about what millennials are, uh, our young people are dealing with in marriage and conflict. Uh, But, you know, even going back to that, um, Brie, as somebody wanting to look at marriage And divorce at the same time you know we were talking about this idea of relationship and wanting that Mm -hmm. so you know wanting to find out about this are you have you learned anything as we've talked here i'm curious that might help you make this decision Mm -hmm. (laughs) step out of this conflict between marriage divorce what do i do or as you said be that rich auntie
2: (laughs) <laughs> yes I learned so much from Kyle so much he has said today that I've wrote down notes that I'm a carry with me in my heart and carried in my iPhone notes <laughs> 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 about being open honest and realistic because like I said earlier it's very hard to be realistic in this fairy tale life because you just want things to go your way and you need to be an open person to make sure it goes both of you guys ways and make sure it's a realistic state of mind you're not supposed to expect oh my husband's supposed to make make this amount of money and bring this home for me and I'm supposed to cook dinner. No, I wanna be in a situation we both cooking dinner. My daughter would take out the trash. We all have different roles that it's just not gonna expect this person to be one person that they are normalized to be. So I just wanna make sure Kyle know that I am so happy that you was in the place with me today to tell me about expectations. Things always happen for a reason. Yes.
1: (laughs) Expectation,
2: realistic, and being reasonable. I'm very honored to have learned that today, actually.
1: Well, good. I'm really, I'm glad. Like I said, I thought you're, you're looking at marriage and divorce is... Just brilliant and very eyes wide open, uh, mm-hmm. as I use that uh, phraseology quite a bit. But that openness and honesty, and the fact that you're willing—I I, honestly, I think it's very courageous. You are a very brave young lady, anyway. You. I can tell <laughs> from the things I know about you. But you know, both Kyle and Bree, uh, what? or maybe some final thoughts as we're wrapping this all up um uh kyle do you any final thoughts that you're thinking about here Well,
3: to to sort of follow up on your on your intro i mean if relationships are are the most important thing we have then they're worth doing all that we can to preserve yeah amen Uh, for that they're doing and it's worth doing all we can to to fight for them and uh, you know i don't want to be naive uh it's challenging it's difficult And, and sometimes uh Uh, they do end up in in divorce but sort of what i've tried to remind myself of is uh, again the other person is more important the Mm -hmm. other person has legitimate interest and i want to look for common interest and common ground and when issues arise that's kind of the the what and the why questions of life Mm -hmm. and then we stake out a position right i i want to answer the question this way and deborah wants to answer the question the other way i bring myself back to individuals are more important than issues mm. and people are more important than positions we take on those issues yeah and and i think if we try to try to live there i mean we're going to get out of balance at times
1: yeah because we're human uh-huh. yeah
3: but we we don't we don't focus on the, the the things of life and and the what i'm not getting and and comparison uh, game yeah right? uh-huh.
1: Yeah. And, you know, in there, if what I heard is for those who are listening, who may be considering divorce or, again, going through it or coming out of it, uh, what they I think maybe they can draw from this, too, is considering, you know, and, and this is what's popping up in my head. One of my coaching principles that I go back to often is we all have our own perspective and what we often don't see is because we have blinders on, we can't see that perspective. But when we really force ourselves to kind of create that habit of so-called putting ourselves in the other person's shoes, while I often say we can't Exactly, do that because we cannot get in their body and look out through their eyes. But if we can, like you said, Bree, be curious mm-hmm. about the other person's perspective and try to see it from their perspective. You know, I know I've mentioned this on a show before, but I listened to uh, the Daily Hope with Rick Warren, mm-hmm. and he talks about in their rule, in their family they have a rule. Um, I'm going to like your idea. It could be for five seconds. It could be for five minutes. Uh, uh, They have a rule of, I'm going to like it for five seconds or five minutes, whichever. But the fact is, is they're trying to look at the other person's perspective. You know, we think our perspectives are totally right because we can only see it through our eyes. And when we realize that we could, most of the time we're totally wrong. We don't have it. There's different perspectives right out there. And that's what I was hearing you say there, you know, I see it this way, right? And Deborah sees it that way, your wife, uh, and then we get in conflict and we stay in conflict. Thank goodness there are people like you, Kyle, that can come alongside. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, me too. I always say, where was I twelve years ago? Right? Mm-hmm. But again, I'm hearing going back to this is not the me, 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 I, I, I show. Mm-hmm. This is you know, let's the more, um, again hashtag more we less me, mm-hmm. and and you know sometimes as we grow we we grow up we have those different things so any final thoughts when as we're talking about that from you pre for sure
2: um no matter how young you may be or old you may be you need to go into each relationship either with a friend or a spouse understanding that you guys have different expectations you guys got to have Be open minded and have open eyes and see the bigger picture than just being the one to post it on Instagram or Facebook to say, I'm with someone or making sure you seem like you have your life together because you bought a house. I think it's more so uh, making sure you're a better person before you even get into a relationship and making sure if you can help that person that have issues, get through their issues together. And that's so, okay. just
1: golden and and that's for any relationship mm-hmm. even one that may be breaking down and divorce when you're thinking yes. still because we want to have ultimately as best as we can an amicable you know breaking yeah you know, untying of the knot we talked about that last time we we played around with he said it was a bow um <laughs> <laughs> but i you know thank you guys i've learned so much here it really goes back to you know if you open my eyes those expectations. And I'm sure you've opened up our listeners eyes to be thinking about seeing things through the other person's perspective. So you guys both have a lot to share. And uh, I know the listeners probably want to find out more about you, maybe want to connect with you. So tell us again, Brie, how they can reach you. Instagram is best. On social, <laughs> of course, said the millennial. <laughs> so my Instagram is B-R-E-A-N-G-E-L-E-C.
2: That's Brie Angelique. My email is Bree, B-R-E-E, at Salem
1: Media dot com. All right. You guys can reach out to Bree and Kyle real quick. How can they reach
3: you? I'm Kyle Sears at his peacemaker dot com. okay say that again pretty quickly kyle sears his peacemaker.com
1: okay and you know thank you again one of my goals as a divorce coach is to help people with their thinking about divorce i'm your thinking partner Listen into the Divorce Coaching Hour, whether you are considering divorce in the midst of it or coming out of it, or if you know someone faced with it. My guests and I, like Bree and Kyle, are here to walk the path with you and provide you the information, insight, and support when you need it most. And thank you again to you guys for being here. You know, I've been there, maybe not in the same situation as you, but I went through divorce and it was not an easy time. Thank you for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Find us at the divorce coaching hour.com or call me at 281 944 8043. That's 281 944 8043. You can also find us on Facebook at the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. You know, that's right, Bree, huh? (laughs) Facebook, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton.com. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. I'm Christy Stratton, and I cannot wait to be here with you next Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word.